0: This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook here from the greatest stadium ever created. That's a billion dollar screen behind us. And I have the next billion dollar company with Scott Laporta here. And of course, Peyton White. She's the director of marketing and the CEO of what? That's right, Sugar Fina. It's about to get sweet in here. Welcome to The Playbook. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you because I am a deal maker, I am an optimist. And I believe that business can be easy and it's about where you buy. And I saw the deal with Sugarfina in 2019 and I was kicking myself going, how come I don't know Scott Laporta? This guy's a genius. That is such a great asset to purchase so much potential. And when we can find a great asset that may have not been managed correctly, it provides great opportunities, huge options. And, no pun intended, touches of flavor, not favor. Uh, What was it about the deal that was so exciting to you back in 2019?
1: Well, you hit the nail on the head on uh, your first comment. We really got a tremendous uh, opportunity to buy something at less than its full value. So it was uh, the company had been poorly run. It had a broken capital structure, and they had gone into bankruptcy. Um, We had uh, my partners and I, Paul and Diana, we had been huge fans of the Sugarfina brand to begin with and we just knew that we could do something really amazing with it. And so we had the opportunity to buy it out of bankruptcy, we think for 10, 15 cents on the dollar. And uh, we've been excited uh, ever since day one and uh, it's been been really fun. And how much of that decision,
0: number one, was the underutilization appropriate structure and financing comparatively to the genius next to you, the director of marketing? that you and I both felt the same way about the brand. And that's because it had a natural essence of frequency uh, that was underutilized, in my opinion. Did the marketing play more of a role or did the actual structure of the investment uh, have a greater role in
1: the decision? It was both, it really was both, and there was a third element to it as well, but you, know, you always, uh, when making investment, if you can, if you can make, make a good chunk of your return just on the buy, um, that's a good deal, and so um, we, uh, we pounced on that opportunity and, and uh, won the auction in the bankruptcy court. We moved very quickly to restructure the company um, and, uh, and to take advantage of the opportunity. But we make people smile. It's a brand that makes people smile. Um, we know the repeat purchase intents. Once once somebody tries our product, they just come back. Our, our, our loyalty is very, very strong. So we knew there was um, great opportunity there. Then we just had to rebuild The marketing team and the marketing team now is led by Peyton along with a few other folks. And uh, we have just this amazing innovation team where we bring new products to market and we bring uh, new collaborations. We're a favorite collab fan uh, from uh, stars uh, all around the world. Yeah, and it was built on stars, and the brand recognition was tremendous
0: uh, before you purchased it. And of course, it never lost its momentum. Um, And I think it might have been Peyton, a stroke of luck for you to be able to inherit such a brand as a marketer and be able to utilize and amplify uh, with the community that was already in existence, the value that you were already providing, the product itself was extraordinary. What was it that excited you about, as being the director of marketing with such a strong brand in a unique position where it was undervalued and underutilized?
2: Well, it was a great opportunity. I had actually been a longtime fan of the brand growing up. I collected Sugarfina all the time. I was always anxious to see what new products they were coming out with. And so getting this opportunity to step in was really amazing because, as you said, the brand is so well known. We have a very strong brand identity with the candy cubes. Those acrylic cubes are recognizable from, you know, no matter where you are, you you see Sugarfina and you know that it's Sugarfina. And so that was a great opportunity to step into because you have the brand identity and it's already built. And then you have those loyal customers and they're already there. And so that was, it was definitely a leverage and a step up for sure. But it's also great to come in and be able to um, just like remarket and come out with new ideas and have that new innovative. So we're still surprising and delighting
0: it's got one of the greatest lessons i've learned in investing was i owned a golf course and there's a simple lesson that i didn't know which was to be the third owner of a golf course is the only way you could be successful at it and buying it on 10 or 15 cents a dollars from the people like me that have run them into the ground no pun intended but you bought it at an interesting time and i had notated that before about what it must have felt like to put your life savings, your investment of millions of dollars into a great asset and then the uncertainty of COVID, especially in the retail space, uh, to be able to take it over. But then at first realize, wow, there's a lot more uncertainty about this bargain that I received. What were your thoughts
1: at the time in 2019 and how did it work out? Well, you know, that was an interesting moment in time. Of course, we were so excited to uh, be the winning bidder and, uh Loughton, but no one knew four months later we'd be going into a global pandemic. So there was some, uh, some oh-no moments there uh, when, when that happened and everything was shutting down. I can recall just four months after owning the business and really just getting started on restructuring uh, the, the items that needed to be fixed rapidly. And uh, all of a sudden, I had to shut down the stores. and then. Um, and then we, our wholesale accounts started shutting down. And then our c- gifting concierge started shutting down. Then our international partners started shutting down. All the doors were closing. And so that was a, a very interesting moment. But, you know, I, I view myself as an, I was an athlete in college, a pitcher in baseball at the University of Virginia. I'm competitive. Sometimes, you know, you go to sleep at night and you go, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to figure it out. And we did. Our, we kept our e-commerce business alive because our warehouses could be uh, functioning because we were in food. So that gave us a lifeline. And so then we just, we really built up our e-commerce business and really extended our reach there. And and that was our lifeline. And then what that enabled me to do, and this is about the, this is about the fourth company where I've jumped into to either commercialize or turn around. And so with the other, uh, um, Channels being shut down, I could go in and redo them, rework them uh, more quickly, re, you know, tear them down, rebuild them in a way that where they were commercially viable. So we got to the cost savings that we needed to very rapidly. And uh, then as we've kind of come out of the pandemic and the global supply chain mess, um, as we grow our revenues, our gross margins expand and our net margins expand. And so we're just really excited to not have a headwind and. Uh, without a headwind and uh, growing our business and, and expanding our distribution, um, the, uh, the, uh, we believe the, products, the uh, profits will expand dynamically. And Peyton, one of the advantages we talked about earlier was owning
0: the customer, having an existing community, although marketing has changed in all CPG products and all products in general, that we have to have a balance between traditional marketing and social media. Um, and as you can see by the people that are helping us on this podcast, I lean towards people that may not have as much experience in traditional marketing and more within the amplification that we can utilize to reach bigger and broader, uh, customers by leveraging the traditional marketing that has built the company. What was your strategy coming in, uh, with so many different options and, Sometimes, especially with younger executives like yourself, it's difficult to prioritize correctly uh, without the context of you know, maybe 30 years of experience of getting your butt kicked in marketing. What was your strategy coming in and has it changed uh, since you've came in?
2: My strategy coming in was to focus on the traditional media that was already in place, typical Sugarfina, what we're known for, that classic, classy marketing. Um, I actually started our TikTok account, it was great. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, Instagram launched Threads, so I started the Threads account. So it's, it's a balance and it's a good mix. You focus on your t- traditional, you have your customers that respond to each set, whether it's Facebook, we have our you know, demographic there. It's a different demographic than Instagram, so you cater your ads to the different platforms, and then you introduce new things. You know, you hop on the trends. That's how your brand stays relevant right now online. And so it's been a good mix. It's been a fun journey and it's, you know, it's something new every day. There's something new trending online every day that you hop on if it makes sense for your brand. And then you balance that with the traditional marketing.
0: Speaking of traditional, Scott, you fall more under the seasoned experience of myself and understanding equity structures and shareholder value. Um, How today are you deciding how to best increase shareholder value, once again, from a business perspective, not a marketing perspective, but in operations, supply chain, all the different challenges that we all face for the last 30 years? um, How are you prioritizing the structure of the business and the future of the business? Is it retail, e-commerce? Where do we see uh, Sugarfina expanding and growing
1: the most? Yep, great question. So you know, as mentioned earlier, we spent um, you know the first two and a half years of the company just kind of restructuring and getting it um, put in uh, it ready for today, ready ready to run out on the field here at uh, at SoFi. And, and I was going to say, and you do, pitched at UVA, do,
0: but the way things are going, you should have pitched at Vanderbilt. That was, that was your graduate school. Wasn't that was my it? graduate school. Yeah, yes, you yeah. really could
1: have got some notoriety nowadays, for sure. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, but you know, we we're. we're where we are you know we've spent that time restructuring it and we've we raised some capital uh, with a, a, an initial crowdfunding raise oh, wow. and raised about four million dollars and we and we took most of that money and, and got the restructuring done as well as built a centralized operations and distribution center in Las Vegas closed down three different regional expensive ones and so I'd, we built that with the idea in mind that we could expand the revenues by three or fourfold and so um, uh, so as we go to expand in this moment, we don't need any more capital to do that. That's all been done. And uh, so now what it is is expand our wholesale distribution. Our wholesale partners are people like Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus, Bergdorf Goodman, Nordstrom's, to all name a few. All the classy brands. And, yeah, and, and then a lot of like small specialty, high-end specialty stores across the country, high-end grocers like at Bristol Farms here. in in Los Angeles, but we're just getting started on expanding wholesale distribution. And, um, And so we're, right now, I'm investing in more talent. We have a great sales team, a great wholesale sales team, but as we want to bring in new accounts, we need more folks. So my investment thesis right now is to bring, is to recruit and have our leaders train and develop additional salespeople that can help us um, expand into new accounts across the country. So wholesale is very important to us. The second channel that we really want to grow dynamically is our e-commerce business, and that gives us uh, reach to the individual directly and we can talk to them, so we just brought in a new talented uh, leader in there to run run that business, and uh, uh, another young lady on the marketing side uh, to jump in with the team there. So um, you know we're really investing in people right now is uh, is 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 where the, the that's going. And then in marketing, uh, is, we don't want to expand our uh, messaging that Peyton can get out 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 there. And then the third piece is the products. So we just have some just really tremendous uh, collaborations over the next six to nine months. So we just launched this, this a few months ago. A collaboration with the hollywood chamber of commerce celebrating the 100-year anniversary of the hollywood sign and uh, and so that's doing uh, uh, really well there's five different product lines there it's instant gifting the tourists coming into la and go to our stores or in other our stores in another part of the country they're taking it back to their home markets whether it's other places in the country or back to japan or back to uh, Korea, wherever they're, wherever they're going, and we're going to follow that here very shortly with a collaboration. If you like martinis, you're going to love this one. It's a collaboration with Chopin Vodka. Um, we've actually met the maker himself who founded the company, and, and uh, he's taught us a little bit about how to make a good martini, so there'll be a lemon drop uh, gummy uh, martini with real Chopin in it, a Cosmopolitan, and then a, uh, a truffle, a uh, espresso martini. And so then after that one, we're going to follow that. We've done it uh, We've got an amazing collaboration with Hasbro, and uh, everybody remembers the fun they had playing the game, the board game Candyland. <laughs> yeah, so we I have this that. board we have this box, it'll open up, and it'll be a Candyland game, and if you hit the right spots, you win candy. And, and so that's just amazing for our holiday gifting. And then next year, in the first half of the year, we're gonna roll right into uh, a pretty famous collaboration on the tequila side of business that will be, have a little Hollywood angle to it. And then after that, we'll roll right into a bourbon collaboration that, that has a very strong uh, Hollywood angle uh, on that as well. So we're really excited about, uh, about the next six to nine months in innovation. So our investments are going into people marketing and collaborations. Really
0: smart, I will tell you, I love the Martini collaboration because the problem with the full glass of Chopin in a Martini is one's not enough and two's too many, but with Sugarfina (laughs) I could have more than two and I'll be just fine as long as I brush my teeth afterwards. Um, But all classy brands and making wise choices aligned with it. One of the things historically the brand is known for is celebrities and influencers. And there's a huge community of celebrities and influencers unpaid by Sugarfina that adore the brand, are aligned with the classy, uh, unbelievable quality type of branding that it is. And uh, are there any plans uh, to utilize the celebrity and influencer side with all these great brands and collaborations?
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh, I'll let Peyton uh, handle handle this one. We do have one that we've recently signed up and are looking uh, for additional.
2: Yeah, it's been great. It's It's been an experience just going on our Instagram. I used to run our Instagram and um, all the celebrities and influencer people that I've just met through Instagram because they're fans of the brand, have DM'd Sugarfina and just reached out and expressed their love for the brand, which has been really an experience for sure. And really, um, it's just thoughtful and it shows how much they care about Sugarfina And so we are implementing some um, bigger strategies for influencers, Um, Sherry Shan and Jesse Lee from Netflix's Bling Empire. um, They recently signed on as brand ambassadors. So we are working closely with them um, with this Hollywood collection that Scott mentioned. We've thrown a few Hollywood-esque launch parties for that. Um, One recently was hosted by Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson. And so, you know, it's just been fun to meet their friends and be connected with different celebrities in Hollywood. Um, And as Scott mentioned, there are two collaborations coming up with um, their celebrity backed companies. So there's definitely plans for that in the future.
0: To finish up, you know, when we're building brands today, there's an entire different world of amplification. Uh, We have so many more opportunities to not only have events and activations but to perpetuate those events and activations by capturing them correctly, modifying that content and amplifying them as you stated in threads now or uh, reels or whether it's Facebook fan pages which is huge for Sugarfina as well. Um, In that strategy, uh, are you picking and choosing live events by the actual event or are you picking live events by how it transcends and amplifies into a perpetual uh, utilization for a brand, and I'm always curious because you have the capacity to do both.
1: You're right; we do have the capacity to do both. And, and you know, we're 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 a really authentic brand. One of the things I love is we've got 20 uh, 21 stores around the country, and so as we kind of do into move into launches or new seasonal collections. Having an influencer that really loves Sugarfina, but also you know maybe really into the the theme that we're coming out with, coming into the store and co-hosting a party, and 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 that really becomes because people want to come in and take a picture with them, take a picture in front of our famous uh, flower wall. That be, that really becomes virtual and and keeps playing forward because it gets posted on Instagram and what forward and reposted and played. And played and played forward. So uh, w- we love those those types of opportunities. And then the parties that we hosted on the Hollywood uh, uh, launch again. You know, it was a, there was a, there were several celebrities at there, and, and we've got them to post, and it just keeps playing playing it forward. We'll also like bring it into mediums where people can go back and look at it. So for instance, we're doing another uh, raise on, uh, on on crowdfunding to amplify the collaborations and the marketing aspects. And we're on the uh, Republic uh, platform right now, Republic Sugarfina. And so we've got a whole storyboard there of what, of, of what our plans are and who the people are and the leadership team and our products and some of the crazy fun things we've done in the past. And then that story just lives, lives on and people can go back and just keep reading it. And then she posts, or people on our team post like once or twice a week updates of, hey, look what Sugarfina did last week. And it just kind of builds and builds on upon each other. But go ahead if you want to add on to that. Anything thing. to add? <laughs>
2: No, I think, I think Scott covered He's it. He covered a lot there.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd be interested in mo- moving into the entrepreneurial space and having my own Candyland Martini Party <laughs> uh, with the biggest entrepreneurs, uh, with Gary Vee and others. I think we'd have a great time playing with the most, because entrepreneurs are the most competitive people. And I could see, you know, playing Candyland, the sugar a Candyland with martinis, it could be some great content and a lot of fun. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun here. I've learned a tremendous amount uh, first deal that I've had, restructured through COVID, one of the pre- predominant brands, an iconic brand of class and quality. And I'm just very jealous that you were smart enough to get that deal and win the bid. Scott Laporta, thank you so much as well. Uh, Meg, uh, <clears throat> shit, don't worry, we can edit this. I know you're Peyton, I almost said Megan White. <laughs> Who the hell is Megan White? <laughs> Scott Laporta. And, Peyton White, thank you both for joining me here at my iconic office in Inglewood, California, really close to Hollywood. We have the executives with Sugarfina here with David Meltzer on Entrepreneurs, the Playbook.